Uh, we have a YouTube channel that for those that don't have Facebook that they can watch the services, uh, not live, but uh, again, at a delayed uh, time, uh, watch it on, that is uh, Christian Fellowship Church, Pastor Scott Jeremy. If you want to find it, you need to type in all that, because if you just do Christian Fellowship Church, those of you standing, you can sit up. You don't have to sit up. <laughs> uh, uh, if you just put in Christian Fellowship Church on YouTube, you're going to have a million things before our, our uh, uh, thing comes up. So you put in Pastor Scott Sheremy with it, and it'll be right up there on the top. Also, you can uh, go to our church website, which is uh, welcometocfc.com. Uh, you can watch all the sermons on there and also give and more information yeah. on that. And uh, also, those of you that have kids that are ages 6 through 11, our children's church in the back, uh, they have service while we're doing this. But they also film it and it will be online at 7 o'clock tonight. They'll premiere it. Uh, I just wanted to share with you if uh, you know someone with kids or if you have grandkids that don't go, try to get them to watch it. You know, uh, it, it's gonna, they're going to enjoy it and maybe it'll encourage them that they want to come to church and go uh, back there. So, I mean, you know that a lot of times when you want to go to church and you got a bunch of kids, it makes it a little bit tough, right? Right? <laughs> that, that's when all the fighting starts on Sunday mornings and all this, but they'll enjoy children's church back there, new generations, and uh, they'll, what, isn't it nice that when your kids want to go to church? Amen. It makes life so much easier. So uh, have all your neighbors and things tune in and watch that. So I just want to uh, say happy birthday to anyone having a birthday between now and next Sunday. Raise your hand. Anyone have a birthday between now and next Sunday? Uh, if you are online, just type in that uh, birthday. We want to wish you a happy birthday. What about anniversaries, wedding anniversary between now and next Sunday? Well, all right, online again, just mark in the comments uh, that you're having an anniversary. We'll tell you happy anniversary. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and receive our tithe and offerings. And the first thing I want to do is explain how you can give for those that are just watching online. Uh, there you go. You can go to welcomethecfc.com. There's a link from there that you can give online. It's secure way. If you want to just mail it into the post office, you can go to post office box 1427, the rules of Louisiana. 70373, or as we're in phase two, the financial secretary is here on Monday from 9 to 2. You can drop it off anytime then, or if you're passing through the week, you'll receive uh, me or Pastor Josh's vehicle here. You can stop and drop it off then. Uh, what we're going to do to uh, keep social distancing uh, for the offering, what we're going to do is that this side of the church first will come up the uh, side aisle and you place your offering in the basket here, and then you go down the center aisle. So the side aisles are to come up, center aisles to go back down to your seat. Once this side is complete, then I'll announce for this side to come this way. This side looks more populated than that side. <laughs> we got more people down the bayou than up the bayou right now. Amen, but just wanna go ahead and read a few scriptures for our offering today. Amen, First Kings, Chapter 17, verses 12 through 14 says this, As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Well, that's a depressing statement there, right? But how many of you know that God is able? 
when all resources, all things seem uh, depleted here on earth, God is still able. And it says this, and Elijah's teaching her about putting God first. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the Lord sends rain on the land. So if you would, take your offering in your right hand and repeat after me today. Say, as I give it today's offering, Lord, I bring you what seems to be very little, but I know you can take what is little and make it much. You can take what I have and increase it for your work and for your needs and for my needs. Thank you, Lord, for being the God who is not limited by what I give. In Jesus' name we pray. All right. So what I'm going to do is the far, the little section here. You get up first and you come on down and uh, make this as well if you want.
before I forget, y'all keep us in prayer. As soon as we leave this service, we're headed to a youth conference that they asked me to, to speak. But in this conference, they want us to lay hands on these young people and prophesy and release gifts over them. How many of you know we need young people today to go far for Jesus? We need young people that know their gift and their calling. Well, come on, Job 2.28 says, if, what he's going to do, release it on sons and daughters, which is preteen, then young men, which is teenagers, and then old men. You know why old men dream dreams? Because they sleep longer. God said, I gotta talk to him some way, and they always sleep him. So he gives him dreams. So y'all keep us in prayer, because I take that responsibility very serious. Speaking into people's lives, releasing gifts. Verse 1, but know this, know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. This is a kicker right here. Having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sin, led away by various lusts, always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now James and Jambres resisted Moses. I hope I get enough time to get to this in my notes. So do these also resist the truth? The only time these two are mentioned here, magicians of Pharaoh, of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further for their folly will be made manifest to all, exposure as theirs also was. Let's pray. Father Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you for the responsibility you've given me today. I'm humbled and honored to be able to deliver the words of privilege. Lord, I pray that you anoint my mouth, my lips of clay, to speak forth only what you would have me speak from your throne. Father, I pray for every person here that you would anoint their ears and their hearts to receive your word. That, Lord, it could not only be planted, but that it could bring forth fruit in their lives. And say to the blood of Jesus against you from stopping anyone from receiving God's word from his throne. We thank you, Lord, for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, worship team. You know, the year is now 2020. And many people around the globe are wondering, is it the end? Is it the end of the world? Is it near? You know, I don't think there's ever been such a widespread interest on this topic today. Everywhere I go, people are asking me, what are the times? What are we expecting? Which, which, you know, I, I can't tell you when the end is, but all I can tell you is, get ready because Jesus is coming. Amen. 
get ready because Jesus is coming. I can't tell you when he's coming, but you know, like it says in Matthew 24, when, when the labor pains begin on a woman, you know it's getting close. And what we see now going on in the world today is a bunch of labor pains that's happening. You know, and, and, and I know that Jesus will come and catch away the church. I just don't know when. You know, when a woman first gets pregnant, you can't tell she's pregnant. And then a progression happens, and then they get two months, three months. So that doesn't mean she's not pregnant. It's just there's no signs that she's pregnant. And, and many times, three different times in the Bible, Jesus correlates the end to a pregnant woman. And signs are labor pains that the woman is having the baby. So we have to understand something. These signs are so strong now and evident and it's so clear that anyone who's willing to accept the truth of what's going on in this world, not only America, in this world, has to understand that Jesus says the end is near. Amen. You know, in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 3 and 4, it says this, knowing this first, that scoffers will come with in the last days. You know, are we in the last days? That some of the things I'm going to bring out today, hopefully it's going to enlighten you to know that we're living in the last days. Some scoffers will come in the last days, walking around according to their own lust. If there's anything we see in the world today, is people scoffing in the streets and doing whatever they want to do. They have no regards to the Ten Commandments, no regard to God's Word, no regard to their own bodies, much less somebody else's body. And it says they're going to go after their own lusts and say, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep and all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. You know, we, we live in a place where men scoff, but you know, just as in the days of Noah, you know, Noah said, hey, it's going to rain, and nobody believed him. They scoffed and made fun of him. You know, if I say Jesus is coming back, people say, oh, yeah, okay, we, we've been hearing that. We've been hearing that. You know, there, there was a, a peaceful protester held up a sign and says, if Jesus returns, we'll just kill him again. You know, they're in the streets scoffing about what? About God, about his word, about his people. You know, the, the rapture comes first. The catching away comes first, and then, I believe, we'll start the tribulation. I, I don't know if it's post, pre, whatever. I, I don't know, but I believe that, I don't think the Antichrist can take over until we're gone. I believe we would expose him. You know, the Bible does say now the very elect will be deceived. You know, we, we have to be careful not to be deceived. I mean, if you are, you know what, you know what they're talking about this vaccine. I think we need to come up with a vaccine called Shut Up. Because <laughs> with everything we see, people arguing. If you arguing over a mask or not a mask, over Democrats or Republicans, you've been deceived. God never called the church to be political. He called the church to be prophetic. And when we begin to take silly arguments on that God never intended us to take on, instead of speaking His Word and prophesying God's truth, then we've become deceived. It's true. You know, are we living in perilous times? There's no doubt we're living in perilous times. But you know, one of the things 
Uh, it's, it's all leading up to the mark, but the mark's not there yet. You know, uh, we have this talk of a cashless society. You know, one, co one country's going totally cashless already. There's a place down here that has a sign, we do not accept cash. Do you understand that the only way the market of these can be implemented is if they get rid of the cash? And they're gonna have several ways they're gonna do it. But I mean, cash is dirty, so why touch all that dirty money? Well, what about the little buttons that everybody else touches? Well, that, that's true, so we have to come up with something better. Maybe we'll, we'll implement something in their right hand or on their forehead. That way they ain't got to touch nothing when they go to the store. They will not catch coronavirus or the future viruses that will be released during that time. You know, masks might be a thing of the future. Might be a thing of the now. How far are we going to go? But you see, it's all signs leading to the end. I'm not saying the vaccine is the market of beasts. A lot of people are. But I can see it leading. I can see it leading to something that is, is going to enhance what they're going to do when that time comes and the Antichrist takes over. You know, in Daniel 12.4, it says this. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and the seal, the book, and seal the book until... I wish I could get into the seals that I believe has been released on earth in Revelations, but I can't go there right now. It's God gave me something else. Because I believe some seals has been released on earth. And when a seal is released, just, just so you know, it's not a one-time occurrence. If a seal has been released, it's going to be a repetitive seal that's going to continue to go on when it's released. It's not, it's not like a firecracker. You light it and boom, it's, it's done. No, it's something that continues. So it says this, the, the seal, the book, until the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. You know, uh, up until the early 1900s, people only got around with a horse. A donkey, camels. But then all of a sudden, somebody made a car. Then all of a sudden, somebody made a plane. Then all of a sudden, now, I mean, now they're running to and fro all over the world. To and fro. Technology has gone astronomical right now. I mean, we, we, I remember having a laptop that only held, I think, one gig or something. And, and now, wow. That, that's like, what are you doing with that? <laughs> that? That can't do nothing, you know? Little watches can hold. So technology has exploded. You know, and also, we, we have to look at the Middle East because... God, that's the only nation God has ever created is, is the nation of Israel. But you know, Daniel, I'm not going to get into it, but 11, Daniel 11, if you read, it says that Turkey is going to join forces with Islam to march into Jerusalem. And isn't it funny, the Prime Minister of, of Turkey came out and made a statement and said, we need to join forces with Islam to take over Jerusalem. It's fulfilling the prophecy that Daniel spoke of in his word. So we, we see all these in happening. But but I, more than going to the signs, God just began to curve this thing. He made a, I was going to go one way and he began to curve it and said, no, I need you to talk to the people and direct to them. Because one of the signs that it says in, in, in Timothy is, is people will be lovers of themselves. And my goodness, if we don't see any evidence of people loving themselves more than ever today, then, then, I, then I don't know what we're looking at. Oh, I know what we're looking at. We're taking another selfie. 
We buy in the next and best wrinkle remover cream. We're taking the next best weight loss program. We, we have totally indulged ourselves and, and went into this society where what are we doing going to a Facebook site and seeing 2,500 pictures of yourself? Well, I, this angle wasn't good, so let me get this angle. Well, well let me do the duck face. <laughs> okay, let, let's all come up here, and we're all going to do a big selfie. And you're going to get a copy of the photo. Who's the first person you're going to look for in that selfie? You got to see how you look, right? You got to see, oh, oh, I can't believe they got that, and they got my wrong side. Hey, can we all do it over again? People love themselves. You know, more concerned about themselves than the needs of the church or the people in the church. Don't, don't get me started on that. They're more concerned about having a four-wheeler golf cart. Uh, I don't want to say new boat. I know someone who just bought one, but that's, uh, that's not my intention. More, more concerned about that than maybe the missions program in the church. Or not even knowing the church has a missions program. And it's okay to have a boat. Because I need somebody to call for go fishing when I, want, when I need to go fishing. <coughs> so uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a boat. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that people has neglected the house of God. There has been a neglect for the house of God. What has to happen for the beast to enforce this cashless society? What has to happen? China's all cashless right now. Sweden's very close. You know what they're getting people ready for? Is being a refused service. What, what, what you can't do when you don't have the mark? You can't buy or sell or do any business with any business. So what, what see, I don't, I'm not against wearing a mask, but if you don't have a mask, oh, we can't serve you. They're programming your brain to accept the mark of the beast. Oh, you don't have cash? I'm sorry, we only take cash. Oh, you, 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 you don't have the exact change? No, I tell you what I'm going to do is what it is, 59, 43, well, we'll take, uh, uh, here's $59 or 60, 40, here's $60, and then charge the 43 cents to my debit card. They're going to start losing money and stop that garbage. Uh -huh. <laughs> but you see what the program, we're getting programmed for a cashless society. Why? Because it, it, it's gearing towards the mark. It's gearing towards the Antichrist being revealed. Is the Antichrist on the earth today? I believe he is. I believe he is alive and well today. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. This sign of the end is powerful on its own. Do we live in a world full of pleasure seekers? I mean, when they shut down sports, you should have seen the uproar. I mean, we gotta have football this season. 
I mean, you want to get rid of coronavirus? Cancel football season. I mean, everybody's like, what are we going to do now in the fall? Where's the uproar about the church? Amen. You know, we have a lot of, I call them keyboard warriors. Pastor Scott mentioned it last week. Oh, I can't believe the church shut down. But you haven't been to church and it's been open. Amen. You have never keep the church and it's never, the church has never shut down. But in your mind, you're like, oh, we can't go to church. Well, I just want you to know something, too. This building doesn't represent the church. You are the church. And if all you do is worship here when you come here, then shame on you. You're a pleasure of yourself rather than a lover of God. Because if you come here, you've got a religion and no relationship if you don't have church at your house. When is that going Gathering the family together and having a Bible study and a time of worship in your house. You don't understand, man. They got now we got all kind of other things we could do. I mean, did you see the latest thing? We could TikTok now. <laughs> I mean, we'd rather TikTok than get into God's word to find out about the spiritual clock that's ticking in America. Because let me tell you something, whether you believe it or not, time's winding up and Jesus is coming back. And only those without spot or wrinkle is going. If you love yourself more than you love God, you're not going to heaven. You're going to a place that God never intended for you to go. He made hell for Satan and its demons, not for you. But the sad thing is a lot of people is going to split hell wide open because they love themselves more than they love God. I'm telling you this because I love you. It's not a message that I enjoy preaching and telling, but we have to wake up, church. We have to wake up. If the Bible says that narrow is the road that leads to heaven and few find it, but wide is the road that leads to hell... We need to find out what do we got to do to get to heaven. You know, it's, it's more than just saying I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You know, that's the problem with America is it's, it's called the Christian nation, but it's actually Christendom. What it is, is they speak God from their mouth, but their life doesn't match what their mouth speaks. We speak in scripture all the time and speaking about God and listening to Caleb, but your life doesn't match what God's word says. And you think you're going to make it because when you stand before me, you say, Lord, 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 I listen to Caleb all the time. Lord, 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 I, I speak your name all the time. And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you because you're a worker of iniquity. I don't know when God's going to catch away his saints, but I do know one thing, a lot will be left behind to deal with the Antichrist and seven years of tribulation until the second advent of Christ. That's when he comes back and fights a 200 million army that had surrounded Israel and God's going to come from heaven with an army and wipe them out. You know China has enough right now to make 200 men army, a 200 million men army? There's no distinction between an average Christian and a worldly person today. 
more concerned about the gift being perfect than the anointing that's supposed to carry the gift. Come on now. A gift will make you feel good, but the anointing will break the yoke of bondage that's in somebody's life. And when that yoke is broken, they're no longer the same. They're no longer an alcoholic. They're no longer a drug pusher. They're no longer an adulterer. Why? Because the yoke is gone. But a gift won't do it. It has to be the anointing of God. But when you love yourself more than you don't carry the anointing. And that's the problem today we have with America is we have pastor after pastor that goes behind the pulpit relying on a gift that God gave them with no anointing because they won't fast. The average pastor prays eight minutes a day. They won't pray. And then they go on SermonCentral.com and get the next sermon to deliver on Sunday on a Saturday. And we wonder why there's a powerless church. We wonder why that, that we don't see demons cast out in the community. The sick heal. It's because there's no anointing. It costs to carry an anointing that God's given. People will be covetousness. Man, I want that boat so bad. Man, I wish that was my wife. Better be careful what you ask for. <laughs> I wish that was my husband. We, we, why it's not good enough what we have? Why is your house not good enough? Why is your car not good enough? Because we covet. We covet. A majority of the people today are seeking worldly riches rather than heavenly riches. Again, possibly the, the prosperity message could have ruined a lot of people. You, you know, prosper, talk about prosperous. If you make $10,000 a year, you're amongst the 84%. Prosperity. You make fifty thousand a year. You're amongst the ninety-nine percent in the world, richest people in the world. In the world. But yet, in America, it's not good enough. In America, it's not good enough to have a car that takes you from A to B. It's got to be a certain car. It has to have a certain name on the car. I knew this would be rough. I just didn't realize it would be this rough. I mean, I imagine Jesus wanted to ride that white stallion. But God said, no, ride this donkey right now because one day you're going to ride a white stallion. And when you come down, you're going to destroy the enemy. God's not impressed with what you drive. He's not impressed with any of that. And neither is the enemy. I got to move on. People will be bolsters and proud. Reminds me of the people who go and catch these fish. But they can manipulate the camera to make a fish like this look like a fish like that. You can set it a certain way. Look, man, that's a big fish. And then when you really know what they caught, you're like, man, that ain't it. It wasn't that big. You know, and, and it reminds me, you know, boastful and proud, what got Satan kicked out of heaven? 
proud and boasting. You know? I want y'all to worship me. I mean, look at how God created me. That's the thing. God created him. Which means God is supreme. I'm going to move on from this one too. All signs of the last days. Remember, this is all signs of the last days. You know how somebody's boastful and proud? Try and correct somebody from a sin that they're doing. Well, you're not supposed to judge me. The first thing that comes out of their mouth. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to bring scripture to you. I'm not judging you. We can't take correction. Oh, oh, how about the, the children disobedient to parents? Listen, back in the day, you did not get in trouble at school and go home and tell your mom you got in trouble or your dad. Amen. I mean, if you got in trouble at school, you're like, don't tell nobody in my family. Let's keep it between me and you, okay, teacher, okay, principal. I mean, this is like, this is us, okay? Just don't tell my family because they are abusing me. You know what I mean? I mean, they go and cut a, a, a switch off the peach tree and then he welts on my legs every time somebody says I'm bad. And I'm like, okay, we'll keep it between you and us. You know, us too. Oh, thank you, thank you. Today, they go home and say, do you know what the teacher did to me? Yeah. And the parents go, are you serious? I'm going to school. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And therefore, because we've raised our children that way, now we have children in the streets who do not respect police, who do not respect politicians and figures of authority, who does not respect pastors and youth leaders. And now we say, well, what's going on? We don't know what to do. It's because we did not train them in the way they should go. Therefore, their children gone wild. He said, oh, but God promised my children. You know, every promise comes with a condition. Amen. If, if God promised, he said, if you train up a child in the way he should go, then when he's old, he will depart. The problem is nobody's trained up a child in the way they should go. They left it to social media. They left it to video games. They left it to the pastor on one hour on a Sunday. They left it to the school to train up their kids. And when they go crazy, the parent goes, I just don't know what happened. I can tell you something. My children had hands-on training. They didn't always do the right thing. Probably still don't always do the right thing. But when they were wrong, we let them know they were wrong. And we brought the rod of correction. We still got the same rod hanging on the wall. And every now and then, she threatens them, I'm going to pull out their rod and beat you. <laughs> now she's using it on the grandkids. I've never spanked any of my grandkids. I said, that's everybody else's responsibility. I've done my share of whipping. I'm the good guy now. I'm the good guy. But children have no discipline whatsoever. They've gone wild. And then, remember, this is a sign of the end. In the last, know this. I'm telling you because I want you to know this. In the last days. You ready for this one? Unthankful. Many of us are unthankful today. We have been so conditioned by the world that we just take everything we have for granted. I mean, you're going to leave here and walk into the, the hot humidity and walk into your house and take the air conditioner for granted. Not today. 
But let your air conditioner break. Let it break. It, it ain't going to be long. You're going to have that guy on speed dial. Like, dude, the fuse you put in, you need to get back over here. It's under warranty. I mean, do what y'all got to replace the whole thing. It's under warranty. I need my AC. And I agree. There's anything we got to have in this area we live in is AC. But do we take, how many things do we take for granted? I thank God that we don't have people running the streets going nuts down here. I'm thankful for that, Pastor. I am thankful. I mean, we, we need to wake up and get our eyes off ourselves and realize that God has been good to us. Just being born in America, God has been good to you. Just being here today, able to hear the word of God, God has been good to you. Like I said earlier, if your family income is 10000 a year, you're wealthier than 84% of the world. And if you make 50000 or more, you're wealthier than 99%. So, so what more are you trying to attain? Oh, but I'm not a millionaire. Is that what your goal is? Is to gain the whole world and lose your soul? You want to get rich in the world and lose your soul? I'm not against finances. That's not what I'm saying. Because I believe God blesses people to be a blessing to others. I believe that. I believe God has picked people that he's going to bless so they can be a blessing to others. People will be unholy. Now this sign right here is a pretty amazing one. Because many believe that we do not have to be holy anymore. That we don't need to keep the Ten Commandments. You say, well, what do you mean? Well, in Jude 1, in verse 4, it says this. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. Has this slipped into the church? They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immortality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign and Lord. Churches today have been infiltrated with people who confess Jesus but does not live a lifestyle that Jesus wants them to live. They think it's okay to confess Jesus but yet go and do whatever they want to do with no thought of Jesus. You know, when I married my wife 31 years ago, I made a vow that she was mine and I was hers. And, and we were, and imagine if, if, if you know, I'd pick one day of the week, I'd pick a Friday night, and I'd say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see you Saturday. I'm going to spend the night with this lady. <laughs> what kind of a relationship would this be? Some of you have done that to your relationship with Jesus. You say he's yours and you're his, but yet you spend the night with Satan many times and allow him to run your life, allow him to rule your life. And then on Sunday you come back to Jesus and say, okay, I'm here again. Who's quiet in here? <laughs> we seem to think that they will be saved in their sin rather than Jesus saving us from our sin. When Jesus saved you, you know what the word repent means? It means to make a 180, not a 360. We used to do 360s in basketball, we tried. 
I mean, he wasn't too good at it. But a 180, which means I'm heading this way, I'm going this way, and now I'm going this way. I turned from my sin. I turned from that lifestyle that I had. You know, I can look in this congregation and see faces, and I can go up to you, and, and I'm not going to do it because I, I love you, but I'm going to tell you from the pulpit, I see faces of people who God's called into the ministry, and because you've never turned, you're just a member, and you're just having a religion, but God's called you to something greater. He's called you to be a mouthpiece in this day and age when nobody else will. People without natural affection. I'm just going to read this scripture because it's already 11 o'clock. Did you speed up the time? <laughs> if y'all give me five minutes, he'll give me five minutes and God gives me five minutes. That's 15 minutes. We're getting there. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 9 and 10. Now, listen. Take off your steel toe boots. Take off your hard hat. Take off all your PPEs. Because I don't want it to bounce off and go into any. I want you to receive this, what I'm about to tell you. Because this, what I'm about to tell you, this is life or death. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Remember, we talk about people with natural affections, unnatural. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators. That means people having sex that are not married, nor idolaters, people who put their vote before God or anything else before God. Remember, I love votes. Nor adulterers, people who are married that are sleeping with other people. Nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Go look that one up. I ain't going to say it. We're still going to stay PG-13. Nor thieves, nor covetedness, nor drunkards. Well, how many drinks does it take for me to get drunk? I ain't going there. Nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. I'm just a mailman, so don't get upset at me. This is God's word. If you fall into this list right here, doing any of these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You can sit and look pretty in church all you want. You can, you can speak God out your mouth all you want. But if you're involved in any of these sins, it says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I love you too much not to tell you that. How about despisers of those who are good? Who we hate the police, let's defund them. That sign right there. There's a sign. Police are bad. Churches, oh, you can't go to church. People who go to church are called extremists. You know Noah was an extremist in his day? A form of godliness but no power. A form of godliness, but no power. You know, we have a language of faith without the life of faith. That's godliness with no power. We've been deceived to believe we have a Christian nation. But Matthew 24 talks about the very elect being deceived. The Bible says 
that we should know the weapons of Satan. His weapons, we should know. And I think a lot of times we fail to realize who's behind the fight we're fighting. We fight in people when the ultimate person we should be fighting is Satan. We miss the whole boat because we're upset at this person and it's Satan that we should be fighting against. You know, many elected deceived because of spiritual entitlement, idols, doctrinal misunderstandings. You know, we're not called to be political. Remember that. We're called to be prophetic. We're called to be a voice of Jesus Christ. You know, when John the Baptist came out of quarantine, what was his message to the world? Repent. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Church, I'm telling you today, we need to repent and be that voice that God calls to us. You know, we have programs with no power, singing with no heartfelt worship, preaching with no anointing, altar calls with no sacrifice, and we wonder why America is in the condition it's in. We have kids' programs that don't tell scripture anymore. It's all about games and babysitting. When God says, no, lay your hands on them children. Release gifts in them children. Let them know. I'm almost done. For this sort are those who creep into households. Now I want you to picture yourself as the household. You. Not a house, but you. For those, for this is sort of those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins. Led away by various lusts, always learning, but never coming to the knowledge of truth. What does that mean? That means that the enemy never stops trying to seduce you, come against you, make you trip, make you fall. You always learning the scripture, but never coming to the truth of knowing the power of God. It's time, you know, I'm going to say, Paul said, man. Some of you should be teaching, but you're still sucking on the noonie. You're still sucking the bottle. Oh, wow. It's going to come a point in time where my grandbabies, or if I had it on Amory, they're no longer on the noonie. I don't think Jacob's on the noonie either, but we got some other ones. They're still sucking bottles and still sucking this. But imagine if they still, at 13 and 14, and they're still on that. People look at you like you're crazy. Why, why didn't you get them off? Oh, no. They're going to just stay on the bottle. We know there's a bunch of Christians in America that still sucking on the bottle. It's time we get the meat of God's word. It's time we rise up and say, God, I am going to be part of this army today because we are in the last days. Oh, my, am I at the end? Am I at the end? James and Jamis. These men... Certainly targeting those who are vulnerable. The second half of this verse is constructed in Greek to show that the traits about them, about the same weak women, Paul mentioned, such women are noted as having three concerns. First, they're burdened down with sin. They led astray. And they were weak. Burden down with sin, led astray because of their weakness. Okay, now James and James. It's referred to by Paul in 2 Timothy. Okay, these were magicians. The chief character traits included, listen to this, rebellion, stubbornness, 
not acknowledging or recognizing the acknowledging and recognizing the truth or refusing to yield to it, put yourself in this right here. Because James, right after the Red Sea split, Josephus says that when he went back to go to Pharaoh, that he was consumed by fire from heaven. Their obscurity was a contribution and caused Egypt's demise. Their example warns us that in these last days there will be people who resist God, but ultimately them too is going to be consumed by fire. Church, you need to be careful because there's people that Satan has assigned, like James and Jambres, to come to the church and cause you to fall, cause you to go back, cause you to trip up. And if you allow that to happen, hell's fires at your feet. The last scripture I'm going to read, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It's a wake-up call, y'all. Everything what's happening in the world is a wake-up call to the church. Not to point the finger at your neighbor, but to search yourself. To see the signs that's happening. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain 1 Thessalonians 4, 4 uh, 15. We who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means perceive those who are asleep. In other words, they thought that it says, Don't be ignorant of those who are asleep. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel, and the trumpet of God. Oh man, He's, he's coming back. Amen. He's coming back. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. You know, I, I know it might be hard. I know things might be tight. I know things might be getting rough. But I'm here to let you know, just hang on because Jesus is coming back. Hang on because His redemption is near. His redemption is near. He's coming back to a church that is without spot, that is without wrinkle, and, and He has prepared a place for you. Listen, He prepared a place for Satan and the demons, but that doesn't mean He did not prepare a place for you. So my question is today, who are you serving in these last days? Are you living for the one who made you? Don't forget that none of us know when our last day will be. So we need to be ready every day. Satan's deceptions and temptations, listen, it's only going to get stronger and stronger. Seek the truth of God's words. Seek the truth if everybody will stand. You know, when, when I was preparing this, I said, man, this is a hard message. But you know, I have to show what happened this week. I, I went and do a stress test for my heart. And nothing was wrong, no, no pain or anything. They just said, you know, you never got it done. Just go. We don't want anything crazy to happen or know it was there. So the first thing they did, they put all kind of constraints. Some of you that know ever did it know what they do. They put all kind of things on you, a bell. And if you get on a treadmill, then you got to go. 
So I'm going on the treadmill and it goes higher and faster the more you stay on it. And at one point I looked at the, the, the thing because they have a blood pressure monitor on you and it got to 194 over 162. And I thought, I'm doing horrible. I thought, I, I, I must have blockages. I'm failing. I, I'm like, this is horrible. You know, and she, she kept saying, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Are you okay? So I'm like, now she's asking if I'm okay. Am I about to die? You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that blood pressure could kill you. So then they send you in this room and they take a picture of your heart and they want to make sure there's the, for the plaque and all this stuff. And, and so then they go sit you in a room and they bring all these papers to you and say the doctor's going to be here in a minute. So all you're doing is looking at how high your blood pressure was with no interpretation of any of these papers. And I'm like, man, God, what, 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 what is this? You know. So the doctor walks in and I'm expecting the bad news. I'm expecting to say, you know, we, 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 this is serious, we got to do something. And uh, he walks in all bubbly, and I'm like, why is he so happy? He's got more money because he's got to do it. You know, he's got to do something so he can make more money. He's thinking of the money he's going to make off of me now because he's got to go into my heart. I mean, I can understand why he's happy. He just made commission, you know. So he says, man, you did great. I said, well, wait a minute. He says, yeah. He says, look, man, zero. I said, what that means? He says, you have no plaque in your heart. No, you, you, you're clear. I said, well, wait a minute, Doc. I said, I was 194 over 162. He says, no, man. He says, we made you stress like that. He said, we put your heart under that much stress to see if anything was wrong with it. And he says, you've passed. And I thought, my God, and God spoke to me. He says, 2020 is a stress test for the church. And he says, the reason why people's hearts is being exposed right now, people that you thought, people are doing things that you never thought they would have done, is because, you see, if they would have found something, you know what the cool thing is? He was going to fix it so blood can continue to flow so I would live. And the reason God has put the church under stress test this year is because if there's anything blocking the blood of Jesus, the Holy Ghost can come and undo that blockage so the blood can flow again. Because in Luke 8 it says, everything that's hidden is going to be seen and all secrets will be brought to light. And the only way that's going to happen is if you go through stress. You're never going to know what's in your life until you're stressed out. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> We're in the stress test, y'all. Yes. How are you doing on this stress test? You ain't got to confess to me. You have a high priest. We don't, we don't confess to me. Confess to your high priest, Jesus, who's sitting at the right hand of the Father, that can put a stint and allow the blood to flow again if it's not flowing through your heart. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If there's anyone here, you've never received Jesus as your personal Savior. And also, if there's anyone here, you felt you backslid. You, you once knew God. You once was on fire for God. And for some reason, you allowed Janus and Jambres to deceive you and cause you to walk away. I want to pray for you. Not lay hands on you. I'll pray for you up here. But I want you to raise your hand. It's between you, God, and me. I see all the hands going up. I see all those hands. I see all those hands to make a commitment to God today. I see them. I see them. Thank you. 
And I want y'all to repeat this prayer with me. He said, Dear God, I come to you today. I ask you to forgive me. For the sins I committed. And for not following the call you gave me. Lord, I thank you. For giving me another chance. Lord, I pray. That you fix me. Fix my heart. Fix my mind. Renew a right spirit in me. That I can do what you've called me to do. From this day forth. I will pray for each and every one of you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that every gift is stirred up today. Father, I pray that those who are called to ministry, the gift stirs up once again. Father, I pray, Lord God, we come against a spirit of depression right now. In the name of Jesus, it's got to go. Lord, we come against any foul spirit, a tormenting spirit that has tormented anybody here today. Father, I pray, Lord God, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead would dwell in each person today. And Lord, I pray that everyone would even be baptized with fire, Lord God, that when they would go forth, that they would bring forth the oracles of you, Lord God. We thank you for it today, Father. We give you honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord a hand today. God is good. Yeah, listen. It was a hard message for me to, to digest this week. But I had to deliver it because I love you. I love you. I really do. God bless you.